teachers. I'm Carly Walton, and this is the Teach Music Online podcast, your number one resource for innovative online music teaching. In today's episode, I'm sharing an interview that I had with Heather Koss-Husman prior to the pandemic. Heather lives in Canada, and before COVID-19, actually about a year before COVID-19, she made the transition to teaching online when her husband accepted a job and they moved across the country. Heather has a way of making learning fun with simple tools and simple tactics. I love that she is able to enjoy her online teaching with very minimal technology and really using mostly what she's already had and what she's already used for years with her in-person students. She has a gift for engaging young students in really creative ways and you're going to hear that come through. I know you're going to love learning from her experience and how she has truly embraced online teaching. Here is my interview with Heather. So, okay, so for everyone watching, Heather is in Canada and she is a fantastic online teacher. And she was one of the first online teachers that joined our Teach Music Online community and was very vocal about sharing her experiences. So I knew I had to get a quick interview with her to share her experience because this is just so great to learn from other teachers and get to know them a little bit so tell us a little bit about your studio where you started with your studio and how it's transformed to be really a kind of a hybrid online in-person studio so my studio well i mean i'm I'm gonna go back a little bit further than than that because how i started is kind of how my studio has evolved um i went to university i've got a bachelor's degree and an associate's degree um but my my true teaching started i i did training when i first graduated from university i did training with the music for young children program and so that's a group teaching program and the training is is extensive, but the training was amazing, and that's kind of how I have evolved as as a teacher. When uh, when I had graduated, I, I think I I had missed the initial training session for it. So normally they have it, I guess, at a church or a hall or something, and one person leads the training. But I had missed that because of university and all. So I ended up going and doing my training um, for an entire week with five different teachers. So I went to five different studios with these experienced, amazing teachers, and they taught me a module or of this program. So right off the bat, you're getting teacher training, which is amazing. And then they teach their training. Um, it's, it's a three-year thing, and every year you go for additional training. So it's just it's just constant, and, wow. and you're just getting so much exposure to all these experienced teachers and games and, and everything. And then they even send out every year, they come and they evaluate a class. So you are, you know, you've got, there's accountability and you've got your best class and they're coming to watch, but then as well, they've got more ideas for you. And then kind of like the, it's it's evolved back when I started teaching, the internet was not what it is now by any means. Um, So we had in-person meetings, but it's now, I guess, the equivalent of what the Facebook groups are now, just with so much support. You can ask questions. Uh, People are bringing ideas and it's expected that you bring ideas. You're supposed to share. And again, you just get so many amazing things coming at you there's some nights you just don't sleep because your head's exploding Whoa! All the things <laughs> you can do it and you're just so so jazzed to, to get some of this stuff so um with the group teaching you're starting really really young students are starting at age three and four and so so much stuff it's it's all about you gotta have hands-on stuff you gotta have aids um i i call it edutainment it's it's all in the in the marketing you are being mr rogers you're being sesame street you're in canada we have mr dress up uh it, it's all you have to have stuff you have to captivate them right at the beginning 
And so that's that's what I did for years and years. I, I did it for about 19 years. And then after that, I was ready for a change in curriculum. But that's been Can my you, baby. real quick, tell us what the name of that was? So it's Music for Young Children. Their, their website is myc.com. Um, you'll see they've got booths. They, they come to MTNA conferences and, and such. But it's, it's, it's a group piano program, and it's all during the hour that the kids are there. They're interspersing up activities, down activities, on bench, off bench, and just so many creative ways to teach. And so doing that, and then now my, my thing is, it's when my head is exploding, how can I adapt that for online? What can I do that the online kids can still benefit from this? And so that's what I've been discovering this year. So how, how did you get your first online student? Did you have a current student that switched over? Did you have an inquiry from someone that lived somewhere else? So we ended up moving across the country last year. Uh, my, my husband got a new job. I said he could apply for the new job. I didn't necessarily say he could get it and that we could move <laughs> across the country. That wasn't actually part of the plan. So, but he got the job and here we are. So I, I closed up a really established studio, like 63 students, a church position, a children's choir. I taught at four elementary schools. It was, it was oh huge. And I closed all of that up and started over. <laughs> and that was huge. So, I mean, I'm starting with I had advanced kids. I had in-between kids. I had a lot of established families and starting over with beginners and, and starting over with only beginners. It's like if you're a high school teacher, it's now you're teaching kindergarten and it's Ooh, okay, <laughs> it's it's big. It, it's not it's not terribly challenging, and and you are starting over with you know little people who think it's funny to sit under the piano and and be silly. Yeah. It's like okay. Um, so I had before I left, I had gotten my my students. Uh, there were other teachers, so I got everybody settled and helped them kind of choose the teacher that I thought would suit their personality the best. Um, so off I went and they were kind of around October, November, I started checking in and say, Oh, you know, how's it going? And some of these kids had quit. No, no, you can't quit. These are, you know, seven, eight, nine year old superstars who should have just been getting going and the fit wasn't right. And it was a smaller town. There's only so many teachers and they were quitting. <laughs> and so um, my heart was breaking. These were, these were amazing families. They paid on time. The kids practiced. They, they were awesome. There were siblings in, in line. And finally, one of them just said, oh, can't we just do online lessons? And that <laughs> point, oh, you know, I mean, I knew that people did that kind of thing, but I'm like, sure, you know what, let's try it. <laughs> and so, so we did. So I started with, with six kids last fall. And I didn't charge them. We just, we had a set little pilot time because I just didn't know. I could guarantee them nothing. I had no idea, is the technology going to work? How are the kids gonna respond? No idea. So we did that short little pilot and it was awesome. So I had fun, the kids had fun. And so we continued on in January. And so by last fall, I think I was up to, I had 12 in-person students and these six little pilot students. And this year I have 50 students. So it's, it's <laughs> so I mean I have a few more in person ones, but most of my students are online, and it's oh, just it's what happens when you're an amazing teacher. Well, it's <laughs> it's some of it's word of mouth, and it's not yeah. all pre students either. Some of them are I, I didn't meet them until the Christmas recital. I because most of my students are in one town, the town that I moved from. I fly back, so we actually do a, a Christmas Good. recital. In, I go back for it. Wow. Well, that is quite the story. I think so many teachers listening can relate. There's so many that move and they go, I have spent years with these families and you just, yeah, that heartbreak of, I want them to continue and I want them to be with someone that takes care of them and that nurtures yes. that. Yes. Wow. That's it. So, and now they can. Yes. That's wonderful. 
Well, I wanted to talk with you today, like I mentioned, about ways to engage students. Actually, I don't know if I mentioned it. For those watching, she's really good at helping students stay engaged. And that comes from your experience all those years with working with, with students in person and with group classes as well, right? And Absolutely. being able to use games. So the first question was, what are your favorite ways to engage and make um make students excited about learning online. And that might be a little broad, so I'm sorry, but you could choose something to share about how to keep beginner students engaged. So um, the biggest thing about online lessons, people would say, how does that work? You know, I said, it's just like an in-person lesson, but I come to you. And especially in Canada, that's a really big selling thing because the weather's hideous right now. And so you mean I don't have to drive? You don't have to drive, I come to you. Oh, well, I'll try that. <laughs> so they are getting a teacher who is coming to their home and nobody has to drive anywhere. And with kids being involved in a thousand activities, that's huge. So really, that's the only thing you have to say. Oh, and you know what? Let's let's give it a try before we before you commit. So that way they're not having to commit everything. So boom, there's you got your students. They'll, they'll come. And of course, they're going to love it. You just came to their house and that was so easy for them. So I always have two platforms. I suggest, you know, let's have this one and have this one. And, and one of them will always be better. And that's the one that we choose. So whether it's Skype, Google Hangouts, Duo, Zoom, whatever it happens to be. Um, and so then, yeah, so then once we've, once we've got them, then I, then I meet them. Um, and I'm just thinking of the two students that I did not meet. These were brand new online students. They did not know me. I did not know them. So I, I did. I just explained how it went and everything. And then we, we just jump right in there. And so um, for my for my beginners, just appearing for a sec because I bend down. Um, little guys, I, I really like the, the Alfred prep course. And I know teachers will always ask, what's the best course for online teaching? The best course is the one that you love, the one that you can be engaged with, the one that you're passionate about. So, and the one that you know, so that you're not having to, yes. okay, and on the next page, it looks, oh yes. no, don't do that. Pick the one that you know. Because again, it's like TV, it's like edutainment. You are commanding their attention. You need to keep that attention keep their attention, know what's on the next page. Um, so we, we just, we go through and, and there's that picture. Oh my goodness, it looks like you need a dog. Do you have a dog? You can't play piano unless you have a dog, it says so. Yes, of course they have a dog. Oh, well, thank goodness. And I actually had one little girl, her um, her older sister had already done it. So they were prepared for that question and they had a stuffy toy. And so they had oh. their stuffed toy sitting next to their piano. It was very cute. Oh, whew, well now you can play, play piano because you have your dog. Um, and then when we get to finger numbers, you know, we, we sing because, you know, finger one is all fine and dandy. But when you get to four, uh, so where is finger one? Where is finger one? And we go through the whole song and, and we'll do it for weeks. And then finally, when I think, you know, finger four is starting to wiggle on his own. We're probably OK. Miss Heather, we forgot to warm up. Oh, well, OK, let's warm up. Where <laughs> is finger one? And so we, we still do it weeks later. And, um, and I think I had told you, I, I don't tend to create a lot of my own stuff. I'm not a master borrower. If somebody else has already done it, I'm going to use it. So uh, Andrea Dow's finger size cup, yeah. so a little applesauce cup with the balloon. Where is, you know, if, if there's something that we can do. So that'll be the next thing that comes out. Oh, you know, we've done where is finger one about six or eight weeks now. Hmm. We, he still wants to sing it, but yeah, we're probably ready for something new. Let's use so for those watching, for those watching, Andrea Dow, her stuff is wonderful and she has a whole tons of activities for beginner students and she has lots of games that that work but I'll, I'll link her stuff below the video so teachers can Perfect. check her That's stuff it. out so all the finger size cup and she does she uses everyday stuffs and this was inspired by the applesauce cup in her child's lunch and it's just you cut the neck off a balloon and stretch it over and 
don't so you have cool. dinner? And online kids can totally make that. Everybody's got an apple-sized cup or a yogurt cup <laughs> and a balloon. So, so there you go. Um, so stuff like that. Uh, and then always the activity book, too. The activity book is really good. Activity and ear training. Some of it is homework that they can do, but other stuff that we can do together. And so in the case of those music stories, uh, you know, when you get to uh, a page with the, with the little boxes and, and the rhythms. All right, let's look at, oh, look, they're all yellow boxes. Can you find box number one? Do you see the number one? Can you find that? There it is. You've got it. All right. Which of those music stories says, this is not jingle bells? Hmm. Which one look like that? And so we'll talk about, you know, what does a ta look like? What does a half note look like? What does a flicky clap? Which one has that? And they'll find it. And then, you know, off they, cool. they go. And then you have to sticker the page, of course. We're really big on stickers. And so you better have stickers when you do when you do lessons. So, you know, right off the bat, you're, you're engaging them high and low. If it's a high sound, this, if it's a low sound, you need to disappear so I can't see you anymore. And down they go under the piano. And, <laughs> and so it's, it's just so much moving and, and so much stuff. And, and we play piano too, but it's, it's absolutely about the other stuff. And I find, like I said, with Little Guys, the Alfred books, the first two books anyways, I really like the activity books. After that, I'll jump into favorite because that's my preferred. But, uh, but that's, so, that's so great. That's so great. What I'm, I'm hearing so much of things that I've experienced with in-person students. And I think teachers just get this feeling of like, <gasps> like they're online. They're not with me. I can't do those things. But you're such a great example of you can. You can have them get under or get off the bench or get their stickers out or get their colored pencils out, all of those things. And you're doing that with students online. They, they really, after a while, you just it become the computer. It's like you're 2D and they they have no idea. <laughs> I had said on, on, your, on your page a few weeks ago, there, somebody's little tablet fell over. Miss Heather, are you okay? <laughs> yeah, you realize I'm not actually a computer, right? But yes, I'm good. <laughs> But they, they do, they, they just, and, and they still show you wiggly teeth and, and, you know, they, they get fascinated by the camera and you'll get one eyeball. That comes <laughs> and so they, they do, they just interact and it's just life as they know it. I love it. So share with us a couple of simple games. You, you mentioned a few in the Facebook group. I don't know if you have any of those that you can oh go over. <laughs> Again, when, when I first started, games, if you wanted a game, you had to make it. There was no internet to print anything. And so I, I still use a lot of my, my beginner games. I haven't used this one yet with online kids, but it's it's so simple. So I've got my, my fishies. I've got a 4-4 four, four fishy and a 3-4 fishy and a 2-4 fishy. And in-person students had to, you know, look at the worms and they had to figure out, you know, what's, what's the rhythm kind of thing um but and i would still do it because my worms all have, have different faces this one's got teeth oh, and, and so it's you know ooh, that one's got his tongue sticking out and and so I, I think what i would probably do they've really enjoyed drawing the last couple weeks so i believe for online i would have them draw a fishy and and we practice drawing that four four and that three four because it's not instinctive to do the pointy four they know how to do the other kind but it's it's a stick and it's a triangle and you have to practice just doing that and getting them stacked on top of each other. So it's, it's practice doing the drawing. And then, you know, maybe they draw a fishy, maybe they do a check mark. And all they and need all is paper. They just need paper and crayons. They love to draw. Absolutely. One that uh, this one I found last week on Teachers Pay Teachers. I've got a really nice version of it. I'll send you that one. Um, but I adapted it. And, and even though even though it's a beautiful version on there, it's lovely graphics and everything. I just did it simple. All right. What do you think we're drawing today? Oh, we're gonna draw a snowman you're right so when i show you a scene you're gonna draw the la 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 and then you know it, it's really fun because of course you don't start drawing a snowman the way that you normally would you have to make it much sillier than that oh my gosh we're starting with a g which means you have to draw his buttons you're gonna draw his buttons first how crazy is that and so, 
snowman all out of order. And, and sometimes they're hilarious. They don't look like anything like snowmen. And and for some of the kids, again, they're just the, the mind of a nine-year-old boy is just some other place. <laughs> and, 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 you know, he draws this little snowman, but then there's this whole elaborate, there's an iceberg and there's fish underneath and a shark eating the fish and a sunken pirate ship and snowman <laughs> with the least of it. The point of the exercise was to name my notes as we built a snowman, <laughs> but it takes on the life of its own. They name the snowman, he ends up with a hat and scarf and it's snowing and, and so um, anything like that, but they do, they, they love to draw. So anything That's like wonderful. that, we can get them get them going. Um, and real quick, I think something that is so powerful that you're teaching these teachers is that sometimes we get so into our agenda as a teacher. Like, I want they need to know their notes and they need to know their rhythms and they need to know their time signatures, which is true. But if they're not having fun, they won't enjoy the lesson. And it's like, if we can get them to have fun, and it might take a week or two longer they're going to want to come to their lesson. And that's when the parent goes, holy cow, this is wonderful and amazing. And I love this teacher because they, they're getting my student to enjoy learning. And that's what it, that's what it's about. I think we just forget that sometimes as teachers, we have so many students and we think, well, I want them to learn this piece for the recital. I want them to learn this or advance to this place when having fun gets them to enjoy and have a passion for music. Children learn through play, let them play. So the more they can, the more they can do. And, and I know there's, there's often the discussion of, you know, apps, what are your favorite apps for kids? You know, what, what do you like? I have to say, I don't use them. I like the hands-on stuff. I like the, I like the control because there's always a couple of notes that the kids don't know. And the apps don't know that, right? But the people know. Yes. Oh, look, oh, look, this one showed up again. Oh my gosh. Do you remember what this one is? <laughs> this Heather, we did that one four times. Yeah, what is it? <laughs> <laughs> So you can you can have the control absolutely, and even something like if you've got a big flashcard, you can help them count. Oh my goodness, A, B. I call this hillbilly screen sharing is what I call it. But you know, <laughs> but but I can actually point. Oh my goodness, there's the dots, Mr. Bass plus freckles. What notes that? Oh, that's right, it's F because it's between the freckles. And and so you can there's there's not apps that do that. You can you can yeah. adapt your stuff for the way that you teach. So not saying apps are bad, just saying. It's more of a hands-on. Oh, not at all. Yeah, and it's it's all about discovery. Every teacher has their things that work for them and that they feel is fits their personality. And I think that's why this is good. It's like, oh, I that's something I haven't tried. I'm going to try that. And if it works for me, I'll keep it, you know. <laughs> Absolutely. That's it. Great. What are, any other any other games that you want to mention or share that have worked for your online? You know, there's there's a lot of freebies out there. I tend to send I send my kids a game pack. Um, and that's just, that's a stack of, of, there's a lot of freebies out there. And sometimes I, I'll buy them too. You can buy a studio license, but you know, it's just a game. I've printed it out. I don't laminate it for them. This one is one that I use, but I'll send them, you know, six or eight seasonal games. Um, and they love to get mail and it only costs a dollar or two to throw it in there. And the first time I did it, I sent them the game and I sent them the cards, but it's not nearly as interactive. So now I just send them the game board and I keep the cards and that way I control what we're reviewing each week. Um, I've got some, some anytime cards kind of thing. So sometimes I'll use the flashcards. Sometimes it's, um, it's, Oh, what's that? I'm going to play the music. And then you get to move ahead that many. And so, you know, it, it's concepts. I can, I can review that. Um, but, but then as well, you can control it. You know, if they're tired, they need to win. I can't win the game. And so I need to control that. <laughs> if there's, <laughs> 
if there's something they need to review, I need to control that. Oh, we've only got two minutes. Oh, look, you win. You got all great big home notes. <laughs> so you can control that. So yeah, I, I learned after the first set, just send the game boards cheaper to mail, and then you can control the outcome if you hold the cards. So we, we do a lot. Of, there's, there's a game at the end of every lesson that we do. And even a lot of my big kids will play. I've got two girls that take lessons. Um, they're in two different cities. So we do Google Hangouts and uh, and they do two different cities. And there's this game, it's called Crazy Keys. I thought I had it here. I'll probably find it afterwards. Um, oh, here it is. It's from uh, Nation, I think is, is the, the website. And it's um, it's the kind of thing, uh, move up to C flat. Okay. Uh, move up one octave and you can have those two girls playing in two different cities and they just use their piano keyboard as their game board and whoever gets to the designated spot first wins so again it's interactive they can do it they don't even need to be with you kind of thing but big kids wow yeah so it's not just for the kids yes I love the creativity that's something I've done a lot of is with group classes online you get eight students in a Google Hangout or in a Zoom meeting. And those are really fun games you could do for the last five minutes. Everyone, you know, everyone has a game board or or they yeah. might not. You can still play games with flashcards via video. It's so, so neat. Absolutely, you can. We're coming up on exam time here. I've got a bunch of kids doing April exams. We're going to be getting into ear tests, you know, major, minor. You can do that. Or happy monkey, sad monkey. Isn't that way more fun to do a monkey? So I will, I told them, I would send them, I'll send you monkeys. And when we do major minor, you are, you were holding up your monkey. And it's, it's much more fun <laughs> just a major minor. And that's my teenagers that are doing that. So play, 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 play. It, it helps them remember. It helps them do something other than just sitting yeah. and just sit. Yes, yes. And that's, it's, it's almost, uh, I don't want to say oxymoron, but kind of because you think, gosh, I have a lesson with a video call sitting at my piano. You would think that it wouldn't be as interactive as it actually is and it actually can yeah. be, which is absolutely amazing. Do, whatever you do with your in-person kids, you can do with your online kids. A little tweaking, but it can absolutely be done. And yes, they will have fun. <laughs> Today I'm sharing a review that I got on iTunes recently, and this is from Cabin MN. I love Carly's podcast and being in the membership for Teach Music Online. Carly and many other piano teachers in this group are encouraging, enthusiastic, and energetic. I can't imagine how I would have transitioned my studio online without Carly and the Teach Music Online membership. Thank you so much for your review. And if you've been listening for a while, will you go over to iTunes and leave me a review? I do have a link in the show notes that you can click on to leave your review in iTunes. You just scroll down to the bottom, click on the the five stars, and it will allow you to leave a review. I appreciate it so much, and it helps other teachers find the podcast. Okay, let's go back to our interview with Heather. So in in October, I like to do a practice challenge in October. In my mind, when students stop practicing, it's it's up to me to fix that. It's not their problem. It's my problem because I'm the one that's having to sit and listen to these horrid lessons and they're they're not engaged. So, you know, if it's just one child, there could be something going on. But if there's five or six that aren't practicing, that's my fault. So what can I do to to fix that? And I usually find September's fine. It's exciting and everything. October can be long. The days are getting shorter. School, the excitement of first day of school has worn off. The excitement of first day of piano has worn off. We need to do something. And so in October often has five weeks in it. So it's a longer month too. So we do, we do a, a piano challenge. 
So these are my in-person kids that did um, these pumpkins, but I said blank pumpkins to the online kids. And so every week there was a challenge. It was a four week challenge. The first week you can add one eye, the next week you add the second eye, you add the nose. Then the week that you add the mouth, that's when you get your treat for it. So uh, I think week one, and I've adapted a little bit de depending. Some of my students, you know, practice five days every every week, no problem. So that's not a challenge, uh, but some of them don't. So some of them were challenged, that's it. You know, first week you're, you're practicing five days. Boom, you get your eyeball. Second week, can you play one of your songs in a different style? Can you play it spooky or sad or scared? What would it sound like? And so they come back and you have to guess and, and their feelings are not hurt if you can't exactly guess what it was. <laughs> oh, it was, you know, and they'll pick something ridiculously obscure. <laughs> we have a big laugh. And so second eyeball. Um, Third, oh, for the nose, they had to they had to play for somebody that doesn't live in their house, and this was an opportunity to play for grandmas, grandmas and grandpas, and aunties and uncles who don't necessarily get to hear them all the time. They only get to hear them at the recitals. So you need you can play on the phone. It doesn't matter if grandma and grandpa don't have a computer, then play on the phone, FaceTime, however. But you got to play for somebody who doesn't live in your house. You will have the discussion about mixed families, and that's okay. You can figure that out. <laughs> but uh, but the point is playing playing for playing for somebody and having a song ready and then week four is always the most fun I challenge them to uh, to play for for a pet a pet or a stuffy and so I think you've got a couple of uh, a couple of pictures there and they have to send me a picture and I do this for in-person kids and online kids uh, there should be two pictures I think with kids and cats there's a cat <laughs> yeah. and so she sent me a picture and of course in true cat fashion they have to sit on the piano right <laughs> and there's one just below that one and that one's more accurate at walking on the piano. And then I, I didn't include it, but I had another cute one. It was uh, it was dogs and the dogs were all lined up. And you just know that there was a treat hidden on the music rack because these dogs are just staring intently. <laughs> so, but they love that one. And so I, I have them do that one. That little guy there, uh, one of the challenges I had given uh, for, for that particular group was um, I just wanted them to play, 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 play. And so it was how many songs can you play this week? So old songs count, new songs count, just play. And and so this little guy, he is in kindergarten or grade one, I can't remember, but he played 94 songs in that one week. <laughs> so he was very proud of his 94 songs. So that's why we oh, took I the I love picture. that. <laughs> and then online students, I sent them uh, a Dairy Queen gift card, an, an online gift card. And so these little gals, they, they took me to Dairy Queen with them. I wrote them back and said, hey, where's my blizzard? But, <laughs> <laughs> but, that, but they went to Dairy Queen. Um, the, I, it was a, the little... You can send a five dollar gift card, is what you can send. So that's what they got. Which that's in Canada, awesome. Oh, and they just upsized it. But uh, so online students got that. In person students, because they had added four face facial features, they got to pick four treats from my bucket. And so okay. The reward. But again, it just got everybody all going. And then by the time Halloween is going, there's their cones at Dairy Queen. Uh, by the time Halloween is done, you're into Christmas music, and then everybody's jazzed and back at it again. So that carries you through the fall having that. That is that wonderful. I, okay, so just to just to recap, this is a four-week challenge that is, let me just make you big again. So this is a four-week challenge, and each week, depending on the student and their needs, you gave them a different challenge, and then they could draw something on the pumpkin, and then at the end of the month, they got a treat if they met each challenge. Or That's right. You've got it. And even the online students, like I said, I sent them a blank pumpkin, and they had to hang it on the wall by their piano, and then every week they drew the facial feature, and that kind of helped us keep track of what they had con uh, conquered already and what was yet to come. And then when that face was drawn, 
it, again, just interactive. What that's can so you- simple. You could do that really with any holiday too. You could do it with St. Patrick's Day. That's kind of a middle time yes. of year. You could do it with summer students and do summer fun things. Like that is so simple, but they just need something, just something. They need something, absolutely. So in January is another time. So January right now, we have just introduced, I brought my koala with me today, and we are going to be doing an online benefit concert, and we are going to be adopting koalas to help the koalas in Australia. And so there is um, Macquarie Park uh, Animal Hospital. They've got koalas up there for adoption. And so you can choose your koala. And so it'll be a studio-wide thing. We'll, we'll look. We want to adopt a boy and a girl. And, uh, and we'll vote. So you can look and you can just, and then they, like I said, they show the names, they show who's the boys, who's the girls. And so it'll be a studio wide thing. It'll be our little online recital. Uh, we'll have kind of an online tip jar. It's, it's not a, it's not a giant goal. Like I think hundred dollars buys us two koalas and, uh, and it's our way to use our music to make the earth a bit of a better place. What can we do to use our music for the betterment of the world? So that's oh. our, that's our latest one. So. I love that. Thank you so much. Well, this has been so wonderful. I have learned so much from you and I'm already going, oh, that student can use that and I can use that. It's just, sometimes it just takes hearing because we work in this, our own little world as teachers, we're not at a school where you're, you know, going to meetings and collaborating as much. So, or if you were in a, you know, an in-person music studio where you're seeing other teachers. So it's really nice to hear that you're having so much success with your online students. It. Oh, it's they're, they're they're fun. Like I think the the online ones are often more yeah. jazz than the in person ones about stuff, and it's just um so yeah, just use use what you what you already have, folks, and and use it with your online students, and they will lap it up. I love it. So if you have any tip, one last tip for teachers specifically that are hesitant to start teaching online, what would your mo- words of motivation be for them? <laughs> Oh, just just do it. It's like what I tell families. It's the same as an in-person lesson, but they've got the convenience of you come to their house. Um, teaching online is is so that the computer programs and the platforms are so intuitive. You just try it out with with a family member beforehand, so that you know what the buttons are, that you know what's what, and and try several of them. And you'll see, even with a family member, there will always be one that will be better than the others. And have families have have two platforms, so that if something goes glitchy, and and don't be embarrassed. Don't be don't be freaked out if something goes glitchy. The internet does, and stuff happens every day. If you go to Walmart or something, sometimes the computers are down. If you're a teacher in a school, sometimes the smart board doesn't work. Stuff happens, and people really aren't concerned about that. In people's yeah. everyday lives who work with computers, stuff happens. So don't freak out. Oh my gosh, did that rude computer hang up on you again? <laughs> it's going so glitchy today. Oh my goodness. You know what? I'm going to call you back. Let's try that. Or maybe you call me, and we'll see if that works. Oh, this is so much better. Moving on. Like just, it, it's not a big deal. Don't be freaked out by it. Take it all in stride, but go for it. It's just so fantastic. Oh, I love it. Thank you so much. It's been so great. And I'm excited to share this with so many teachers who are going to love learning from you. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. This was fun to be able to share and talk. And, and I learned from, from listening to others and watching as well. It's why I'm on all of these groups. We learn from yes. each other. Don't ever stop learning. Thank you, Heather. Who is your business coach? If you don't have one, I would be so honored to be your coach. I created a virtual course and coaching membership called Teach Music Online that I want to invite you to join me in. With 60 plus videos, 
online teaching certification, monthly live group sessions, hundreds of hours of recordings, and online forums, you'll know exactly how to create a thriving online business that gives you the flexibility and freedom that I know you deserve. Plus, you'll have the support of hundreds of like-minded teachers along the way. So when you're ready to really take what you're learning on this podcast to the 10x level, then come check out the Teach Music Online membership at teachmusic.online forward slash membership. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that you have an amazing week and as always, happy teaching.